Hi, I'm Bobby Cressy, celebrated pianist and future Grammy-winning recording artist for the new album Fading Flowers by Dumosa. Available on Bandcamp, Spotify, most major streaming services. Here to bring you another edition of Great Moments in Marver. On August 21st, 2019, at Change the Padres tweeted, I've won billiards championships in the U.S., Portugal, France, and Thailand. This has been another edition of Great Moments in Marver. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Gwintelligence Podcast. I'm Harold James Preller, joined as always. Almost always, whenever we can get him on, is, is it going to be David Marver? No, of course it's not going to be Marver. We couldn't even get him to respond to anything that when I sent out multiple invites, uh, Marver is coming on. Mar- Marver won't be here. You can tell all of our capital improvements, though, on this podcast with those sound effects. And I, I'm actually very pleased to have on, again, Corey Stewart, part of the Intelligence team, yet again. Great to have you, Corey. Thank you, Harold. How are you? I'm good. Very jolly tonight. Very jolly. <laughs> you know, maybe having Marver not come on is 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 put all of us in a great mood. <laughs> uh, that, and the, that and the huge win. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great combination. Huge win? Uh, our second place beloved Padres? Like, it's uh, things could be worse, right? Things could be worse. Damn Especially, right. let's note that COVID is, is a topic today. So maybe maybe not having Marva here is, is, is good for our brands. <laughs> We're always looking out for our brands, aren't we? Aren't we? <laughs> um, the Padres have had a good run lately right a relatively good run i know i know if you read twitter it sounds like the sky is falling always but you know for those of us that have been around for however many years watching this team like this is not bad right (laughs) it's funny because uh they were people were bitching tonight when they brought in tim hill (laughs) it's it's like what, what the score was what eight to one or something like that in the uh in the ninth inning, yeah. we're about we're, we're about to get this this great win after a, a tumultuous day with you know Tatis uh, and Mateo and and Profar, everybody going on the uh, on the IL because of COVID, and here we are, and we end up with a, a big easy win, and Manny went off, and blah 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 blah, and there's people still complaining. It's just. Oh, I mean, let's amazing. be clear here. The team after tonight is 20 and 16, four games above 500, a 556 winning percentage. Like, this is not bad, right? The team is good and they're actually performing despite. Uh, I, I don't like using injuries as excuses. I don't, especially, especially COVID, I don't like using that as an excuse because that is a self inflicted injury. But um, the team's fine right like this is good we should all be happy right yes <laughs> I, I, I mean but you uh, you do have to look at the injuries and you do have to look at the fact that we've had guys we've been 
hard with injuries. And when you consider, you know, that Lamette's only pitched, what now, six innings total or something like that? Well, let's be um, honest. That's six innings more than we thought he would pitch. Yeah, oh, that's, that's 100% true. 100% true. And we'll but, talk a uh, lot. I think we'll talk a lot about Lamette later on. But like, yeah, I mean, not to say that it's not an excuse in a way, but I, I don't like using it as an excuse because every team is grappling with, with injuries. I like to look at, despite any, you know, we, we've talked on the podcast a lot about how rich teams usually have depth enough to carry them through adversity, right? And yeah. as unimpressive as some of the, perf- well, no, you know, our fill-ins have done okay. R- regardless of, of how you look at it, the team's still 20 and 16 with those adversities, with that depth having to be used. And I think that's, in pre in prior years, like the team would have fallen apart, right? Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, like that's all it would have taken. And then Andy Green's stellar leadership would have would have, would have <laughs> on top of that tanked the team even worse. Like, it's 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 a credit to everyone, you know, Tingler, whoever who who it's easy to nitpick about, like whoever you want to look at. But the team's twenty and sixteen, d- despite everything. And that's not the Padres' way the last infinity years of the franchise, right? No, not at all. And when you look at, like, tonight, you know, they we find out, what, five hours before game time or something like that, that you're not going to have Tatis, you're not going to have Mateo, you're not going to have Profar. And basically that's two starters, because Profar's really been the starter in left, in left field recently. We lost two starters tonight, just like that. And the lineup was that, – that's still – when you look at that lineup, that's a – major league lineup that's a damn good major league lineup i know they're playing the rockies and all that but that team that the team that they trotted out tonight can beat anybody in baseball and 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 in years past if you lost a couple of starters good that's starters, it. yeah we're done you, you, you were left with nothing I mean, you had garbage coming off the bench so uh i mean and tonight kim at at short uh he had what one hit but in the in the field oh my god that's a that's a big league glove out there. Well, and a sexy smile. Mm. And the hair? Oh, like what more could we ask for? Oh, God. I, 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 I mean, some hitting, I guess, but you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That'll come. But That'll the rest come. of it, even if it yeah. doesn't, you know, yeah. a, a lot of teams have won with a, a poor hitting, but uh, good teammate, good defensive glove, shortstop, and, and I mean. The Padres love to look at that Royals World Series team, right? And Alcides Escobar was like a terrible hitter, right? I mean, overall, and like I think he had a good year the year they won the World Series, but like he wasn't a good hitter. Like you can win with a no hit shortstop, and obviously the Tatis COVID uh, sidelining is 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 temporary, and he's going to be back. But I think Kim's Kim was good. Like I think that's all we could really ask for out of the position. And when the as, ball you goes spe- in, as you speculated, Tommy Pham came through as well tonight. He really did. I, 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 I want to see some extra base hits out of the guy. And, and he almost had one, his first at bat, and, and Blackman um, robbed him uh, in right field. And uh, that could have been a double very easily. Could have been, If it got past Blackman, it could have even been a triple. Um, and I, I just, I want to see some extra base hits out of him, which is, and that's, I think he still has one extra base hit. I think he has one double so far all year long. I think you're right. And that's, and that's, that's just not, that's just not going to cut it. Not from a corner outfielder. 
Oh God, no! I, and I know he's been he's been getting some singles lately, and he's been getting um, uh, walks, which is great. But, but we, look, we, what, there's got to be some. Look, what do we have instead of him? You know, like I, I think Marvin and well, I talked Profar, about this last episode, but like, Profar's not hitting either, though. He's hitting better than that, though. Yeah, he is. I mean, that's not hard to do, but like, no, yeah, neither I, of them are optimal yeah. corner outfielders right now. No, no, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. I would. I would. I. I'd, I mean, Un- yeah. Unless you're, unless as you speculated, Tommy Pham is in for a monster series. I. I. I, I hope so. I hope tonight is was something that could give him some confidence because he's had a, he's had a lot of uh, success at Coors. So I was thinking, you know, we're going up against a, a bad team in Coors Field. Hopefully he can get some knocks and that'll get him some confidence and get him going. I, I hope. Do we want to talk about how Michael Paddock introduced COVID into the Padres clubhouse? <laughs> or no? Yes, let's do it. Absolutely. I don't know I if mean, you saw that, my, that's where it started. I don't know if you saw my stellar epidemiological research that I posted on Twitter today, but uh, <laughs> Michael Paddock was in fact, in attendance at that Arizona game, where which was Chris Paddock's last start before uh, before his COVID, uh, of course Texas with their lax uh, COVID regulations, it seems to make sense according to my epidemiological research that he would have brought it with him, um, and has now infected the clubhouse. Has this is that troubling to you? <laughs> Especially in light of Kevin Acey's glowing article about Michael Paddock this week. How about the timing of that? Did you know that only Texans put their families first, which is what Kevin Acey implied in his article? Absolutely incredible. The, the, the only thing Michael cares about is, is, is doing what's best for Christopher. Yes, yes, infecting him with a virus. Just a boatload of fucking bullshit. Just incredible. Incredible. And that, that just, just spurs him on to do more of it. Well, you know? now that he's protected, like, uh, now that Michael uh, Paddock has oh, cowardly protected his uh, his account, something that H.J. Preller has never done in, in his Twitter career. I don't know if Corey A. Long? Stewart has either. Uh, yeah, oh, I've, oh, oh, I've done it. Okay, okay. <laughs> how, but how long is that going to continue, though? That he's going to like, no, Paddock has no, had a pretty good start. He's going to have another good start, and then that's going to go unprotected, and it's going to be, hey, you guys sure are quiet, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's like, going to take one you. one good start by Paddock, and he'll <laughs> right, be back. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 100%. You know that's happening. Um, let's talk about Teti. So that came out today that he uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, of course, the team is like, well, he's asymptomatic, but like everyone's asymptomatic in the beginning like like they're tested regularly it's not like us where we only go in to get tested usually when we have like a symptom like the players are just constantly tested so in the early stages of covid like it's very often that you don't have symptoms and then they develop later so it's a little premature to say it's asymptomatic but it doesn't really matter like the rules say he needs to be out for 10 days right i think that's what was clarified so is that the case i I saw (laughs) Any Heilbrunn so posted something earlier where it was like the team's still figuring it out, but like, wouldn't they have figured this out like a week ago when their one of their starting pitchers had it? Like, wouldn't they have done the research on what the rules are for for that? Yeah, it uh, seemed it seemed weird he, to me that that it's still a mystery to this team. Yeah, well, I guess. It, well, the thing is, did he? Let's look, and these are things that we obviously don't know. 
but did he test positive once and and then and then you have to have a second positive test or whatever and then you're definitely on the 10 day or is it just one positive test and then you boom you go straight to the 10 day because there are, obviously there are false positives that and we've seen those in the past like uh alex dickerson last year right mm-hmm. um so I, I i don't know and and it's probably information that we're not going to have until you know maybe he comes back at for the upcoming cardinal series and then so it's not the case or we don't see him for 10 days and then, then it is the case we we just don't know so i do think if i'm not mistaken that before it gets to the point where they announce like he's going on the covid list i think they get tested twice like i think when they get test positive once i'm pretty sure that they can label it something else like they're still investigating before they formally place him on the covid list that's what i think it, it goes Okay. I, I don't think the team would have made the announcement if they weren't sure that he was positive. That's my guess this? at it. Because, because look at the way they're treating Mateo and, and Profar. They're, like, they're in a different bucket, right, for, for they're how trace, they're being yeah, treated. Contact trace, yeah. Yeah, and, like, my theory is just, like, those three either, like, sat together on the plane or, or like, went to dinner last night or something, you know? like right. So who knows? Um let's focus on the bright side of that, that Mateo can't hit anymore in this lineup. Right. So everyone's all glum and sad and there's, there's some positives in everything. There are positives in everything. And we have Chris Matt back, which is, you know, I love him. Uh, Corey, we were just on a nice positive streak here. <laughs> he's fine. Leave he's not alone. fine. He's not good. He's fine. Remember when? Uh, Je- remember the the game where he came in for when Snell had the terrible start in Pittsburgh, and I think Agler uh, spent the most time just just filleting him on air because not because he was good, but be- because he continued pitching. He, he actually pitched very poorly in that game, and and actually the runs that he gave up were the margin of loss in the game. Like, um, so he was he was very bad, but that's that's literally his only skill is being able to to, to continue pitching while pitching poorly like that's his that's his skill wouldn't you rather see him than Northcraft though I, I don't know that, I don't know Do, would, would you really rather see Chris Matt than Northcraft I think I would I, I think the only it hasn't the only bad outing from Chris Matt been the Pittsburgh one and then he's well been, he's been he gives up runs here and like it wasn't his last outing didn't he give up a run in like an inning Look, he's not great. He throws like eighty-four mile per hour meatballs no, 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 out there. He's not. He's, he's not. He's not great. But I mean, yeah. look, they can so. both be bad, Corey. Like, yeah, that's true. These are the Padres. <laughs> We're used to this. Oh, oh, you know what? Uh, something we should talk about tonight is uh, Miguel Diaz. Yeah, he did. He did. Did a good job. He did. He was unchrismatish out there today. He ate innings and wasn't terrible. Once again. Yeah. Once um, again. He looks okay, right? Yeah, he I'm, really does. I don't think we should get carried away with him. No, um, I mean, it's the, it was, it's the Rockies, but it's at Coors also, and we know how that can that can snowball on you quickly. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the gif of, of his of his slider. Um, who was that against? Pat Peterson? Jock Peterson, I think. Uh in his whatever that first game of the season was a few years ago. Like I didn't really see the sharpness in the, in the slider or anything like he's fine. Um, 
I feel like the the TV team was trying to really put a glow on his performance. But like he, he was good. I mean, obviously he didn't he didn't really give up that much, and he he ate some innings. But I don't I, put up zeros. I don't have a lot of hope long term in him. Like, or, or am I, or, or, or are you feeling differently about it? Oh no, I, I just feel like it, it's it's nice that there's a guy because because when he came up. Um, he's a better he Perdomo, right? He's a long, yeah. he's a swing man that's not as terrible as Perdomo. Which is valuable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and especially with the way the, this I mean, this year is going to be. <laughs> How many games are we in now? You know? <laughs> we, yeah. We have, a, we have a long way to go. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, it, we're, we're not even 25% here. Yeah, so it's not, It's nice to know that, that that's a guy that can come in and can, and can get outs and isn't going to come out and just... Spray gasoline all over the place. You know, I was thinking about it though. Um, the Padres, like I, the Rule Five thing, the strategy that they did, like it was very desperate and um, and sad oh, yeah. at the time. Like, <laughs> but it, it's actually a little bit impressive. Not that anyone was a star or good, um, but it's kind of impressive that they've gotten some value out of that. Um, those rule five classes that they had. I mean, Perdomo stuck around for quite a while and was, you know, he soaked some innings along the way through his, through his glove at Arenado. Like (laughs) there were some good Perdomo moments and like Diaz, how many years after this is now like four years after, like he's still around and contributing. That's impressive. It really really is. I mean, Jabari Blash stole my heart. Like that's value that we got out of them. That is value. Yeah, That's very, very true, very true. But 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 there's not. It it seems like down in AAA, as far as starting pitchers go, there's not a whole. There's not a big well that we can go down and pluck guys. From. There's like nothing, you know? right? It's there's, gore there's, and, and nothing. It's gore, gore and nothing. Yeah. So so to know that that guy's there for a, a spot start here or there is is comforting. Put it that way. Yeah. Like I don't. That's a good. I stopped caring about the minor leagues uh, last year. Um, they're they're, you know, sorry to my beloved Mad Friars, but uh, I, I really did stop caring at all about it. Um, I have no clue who's in the AAA rotation. I have no clue who's in the AA rotation. I know that Gore's I, in the AAA rotation. That's all I know. And, and and I know and I know Camposano's down there. Um, Oh, Brian O'Grady's there. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. And honestly, that's about it. But, but I know uh, it's funny because I know more about uh, – I've been – as far as the minors go, I've been watching more or, or, or just keeping up more with the storm. Yeah, because, because I want to go – down there. Because I may yeah, go exactly. to a game. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we and we have to do that. I, I'm, I, they just opened up, and I, I'm really excited to go up there because it's so much fun to go up and watch a game up there. And there's some real talent on that team. So Yeah. And and a lot of beer to drink, and a lot of beer to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, beer. I yeah, I was scouting the schedule last week. I'm looking sometime in June, so maybe we can have a nice intelligence trip up there. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have no clue who's in the AAA rotation, and honestly, I don't care that that much. Um, it do, really doesn't matter at all. But. Right, and, and, and as far as Gore goes, it's like I, I I'm I'm just I'm honestly I'm just tired of it. I'm t- I'm tired of hearing about him. <laughs> it's like, when they when they finally determine that they think that he's ready to go and that and that he has he has his control issues or whatever under that he's that he's got to figure it out or they've got to figure it out and they bring him up great I'll be super excited to see him until then I'm just bored to tears with all the speculation uh, you know about 
about him. Yeah, I'm not clutching my pearls about him anymore. Like, I think a couple podcasts ago, Marva and I were talking about like what starting pitchers were 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 there that we could reach for in, in like internally or anywhere. And I forgot Gore was in the system. To be honest, like I don't think I brought him up in that discussion. Just if he if he comes up great, if he doesn't, then I've already forgotten about him, and it's fine. Like th- this is generally my view on my current view on prospects period. I think, um, if they come up here, then I'll start caring about them and I'll look into them. But like until then I am done, I'm done. I'm done worrying about it. You know, it's not, it's not the great, it's not the only hope for this franchise anymore. Like there's, there's like literally no one on this team that, that we actually drafted and developed at this point. Like they're all just tools to get us real major leaguers at some point. Right. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, isn't that right? Don't we have z- literally zero players that we drafted and developed on this roster right now? I think that's the case. Uh, Lamette. I guess we have Lamette. He he wasn't oh, drafted, Lamette. but like, we did sign him and bring him up. Yeah, so there's a few, yeah. but it's definitely not the core of this team. No. Oh, yeah, absolutely not the core of this team. Speaking but, of Lamette. And, 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 and I don't give a shit. I, yeah. I don't care. I just I just want to win. However they, however they piece it together, however they do it, great. Yeah, I, it I don't need to worry about, like, oh, we need no. this prospect, this prospect, this prospect, this prospect, this prospect, this prospect, all to come up and hit at their top 10th percentiles for us to have a chance. Like, we're way beyond that. We've got, a, we've got, we've got Papa Pete handling things yeah. now. Damn right. Those were the Fowler years. Like, <laughs> sorry, Corey. I know he's very important to you. Wow, he's ripping Uncle Ron. Any any chance you get to take a shot at that man? <laughs> let, let, let let him retire. Let him live in his, in his retirement in peace. Ah, you know it's weird though. Like this year, without Uncle Ron and without his uh, right hand man leading the marketing department, it seems like there hasn't been any embarrassing blunders on the marketing side. And it's weird for Mother's Day, the team didn't give away their Twitter, uh, their Twitter handle to someone to do a, a cheap Budweiser uh, spot for probably $5,000 of sponsorship money where they lost uh, a Twitter oh. handle for a billion dollar asset. <laughs> I, was expl- I was explaining that to Molly the other day. Because somebody tweeted it, because you know, it comes up every Mother's Day now, of course. And I was explaining it to her, and she was just like, just baffled. <laughs> like, like it, I, it's like I can't explain it to you either. It's weird. Like Eric Rubner's <laughs> taking meetings with with Pimp Lord. Uh, like it's a whole new world here. Like where the team actually cares about what what their fans want instead of telling them what they want, even though they're terrible at telling the fans what they want. Like, well, let's not go overboard here. <laughs> if, if, if they really were doing that, you, you, I would be able to watch my beloved Padres on my beloved YouTube TV. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't have to be resorting to semi illegal methods to, to watch right. the team. But but in, in you know in a way they've done us a, a service, right? Because. I'm going to be honest, like this method that I'm using is pretty great. Like it's, it's, it's fine. Like, like I think it's easy. Um, it's, it's fine. And I feel like the Padres have granted me a gift by forcing me into this position by having their beloved Sinclair corporation, uh, screw over millions of loyal fans. But by the way, I love that. Wasn't it like a month before the season started or, it might have actually been in spring training that Gruppner was on with Ben and Woods and they asked him about the TV deal. And he was like, Oh yeah. I, I, he's like, oh, I, I don't really know for sure, but I, but I think it's, I think it's coming close. Like, dude, 
bullshit. We knew, we knew, like, it, but we knew he was lying too. Oh, I know, I know. It was everybody. Oh, I, oh, I don't really know. They, know. they literally yeah. own twenty percent of the network. Like right. they're at the table exactly. negotiating. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I think we're close. It's like, so like I love how they shit. treat Sinclair as like this uh, this distant partner, even though they literally own the network with Sinclair. They're they in own, business. What, 20%? Yes, they're in business together. Like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, oh, I, I don't know, but I think we're close. You, you know, and you know you're full of shit. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me ask you this: Do you think? That that will get resolved before the end of this baseball season. No, no, no. No, me either. Me either. If it was going to get resolved, it would have got resolved before the season. Now, now they know. Now everyone knows that everyone has gone to other methods at this point. So many people have canceled YouTube TV. They've canceled any streaming. Some people have gone back to cable. They've then signed contracts or, or, or signed on for one year or two year like promo deals, right? With with cox and whoever the other cable company spectrum like yeah they're not coming back i mean they're, they're at least going to play out their promo deal and then re-examine next year do you would you think that possibly youtube tv i, I know youtube makes just a gazillion dollars but do you think that it's possibly cut so much into their profits that they might think about paying more no like it's very possible no, they make yeah. more because regional sports are expensive I mean, that's the whole yeah, root of all true. of this. And, and that's true. Sinclair, from what I've read, is like jacked up their demands for how much they want for regional sports. And, you know, it's the same thing ESPN does. And at some point, there's going to be uh, like, I, I know a lot of people were sad about like Kenny Maine being laid off from ESPN, but I don't know the last time I've watched ESPN. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Like, it's just like an oh. irrelevant thing to me. And And if YouTube TV were to be like, like we're gonna make your 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 cable streaming package like ten dollars cheaper because ESPN I think is like eight or nine dollars out of your your total bill. I'd be ecstatic about it. I wouldn't miss ESPN at all. Um, I, I I wouldn't either. Like if there's a game on there that I want to watch, would and that's very very rare. I will watch it. But that's it. I, mean, well, that's the, I, I don't watch any of the shows. I don't watch sports. I, I can't. I haven't watched Sports Center in oh my forever. God. Uh, not ever. not since the mid two thousands, probably for me. Yeah, it's probably the same for me. Probably the same for me. Um, yeah. And thanks to the good people at Sinclair, we've all had a nice um, trial run and, and and training session on how to find games that we want to watch that aren't available on our streaming or cable packages. So. <laughs> Oh, it's it's just so funny that they didn't think that people were just going to be immediately going to Twitter and going, "Hey, this this is what I've learned. This is this is how I'm doing it. You should try this. You should do this." It's like, well, I I thought baseball would come in and be like, "Well, we're totally screwed now, but like at least we can use our 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 muscle and start shutting down some of these like DNS servers. They start blocking like the the DNSs and and the and the VPNs and stuff like." There's been no effort at that. Like, it wouldn't be hard. Like, my VPN company is one of the biggest. It really wouldn't be that difficult to block the DNS service, and, and they just haven't yeah. done that. So maybe they don't care. I, I, I don't know. They're so clueless. They're so clueless. But, yeah, but they'll black everything out. They'll black out as much as they possibly can. Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. Good so. strategy, dummies. Great strategy. Right, yeah, exactly. Great you talked to that strategy. Uncle Ron about, about this. He's still a minority owner. <laughs> I would love to see him at the park one day. 
who wouldn't? He's very huggable. He's basically a large stuffed animal. He's a big, he's a big stuffed teddy bear. Yeah. That's all that he is. Okay, so we brought up Lamette earlier. He pitched tonight. Um, are are you confident? So I, I know Marv and I had a had a discussion last podcast about how many innings we expected out of him. My main thing is starting. I'm just assuming his arm is going to explode at some point. My main concern is we were all hoping that we had Cy Young Lamette from last year, right? And Cy Young yeah. Lamette throws 98 to 100. His slider has more bite and more velocity. And right now we have 93, 94 mile per hour Lamette and like 82, 84 mile per hour slider Lamette. So is he, and we're getting him in two, two inning chunks. He's basically an opener. Um, Bob Scanlon made sure that we all knew that that was all planned um, and, and that he is fine. So the plan according to Scanlon, is to have a two-inning opener from Lamette. Are you happy? Satisfied? I mean, he's pitching, right? He didn't give a... I, 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 think, it, I think the arm is going to explode. I, I, I feel the exact same way that you do. And, and, it's, and it's terrible to, to, to see... Obviously, he was, he was good tonight, but he wasn't like, like... Last year, it felt like every time he took the mound... There was a possibility he was going to throw a no hitter. Right, his stuff was his stuff was that good, and he made hitters look that stupid. But it, that's it, I don't think that's what we're seeing at all. No, it's it's not. It, it's not. It, it, I mean, you, like you said, when you're up in the high nineties, like he was, and that drops down to ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. That it, it, it is a, it's a huge difference. It just is. And it's not the same. It's not. He's not the same guy. And and I don't know if they've, if it's they've told. I don't know if this is the plan that okay. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have you do, uh, three, four, five, two inning opener type starts, and we're gonna slowly ramp you up, and then we're gonna start letting you go more, or, if this is just it, I it it, it I I don't know. I because. I thought at this point that, like tonight, I figured, oh, we'll see three at least three innings from him tonight. That will that will will gradually go up. Instead, we're just doing two innings, two innings, two innings. I that doesn't seem sustainable to me. Well, I start wondering, like, is it is it worth it then to to stretch him out? Because he doesn't seem to me he doesn't look particularly effective. I mean, he he's effective, but he's not he's not. A world killer anymore like no five no. innings of lamette now is is fine it's fine like how paddock is fine you know like like how some yeah. of these guys are fine i'm not i'm not creaming in my shorts like i was last year over him <laughs> no no not not at all and, and the other thing is if let's say that it is just going to be two innings and this is how it's going to be for a month or a, a couple months or whatever is it worth the roster spot to have a guy that just pitches two innings every five days? Right. It's, it's, it, that's a good question. I hadn't even thought about the roster issue of that, but it's, I mean, you expect someone that's normally, you know, it's like a reliever that's throwing two innings at a time and you would expect more frequency of appearances than every six days. So yeah, I mean, that's a concern as well, especially with this team seemingly running out of players in some of, some of these games, like 
Um, I don't know. Lamette is look. I'm happy he's pitching. You know, our beloved Stephen Woods, old media stalwart, uh, has been very vocal in defending the team's decision to put him out there for two innings at a time. Right? He just says it's it's part of the plan, um, and that clearly the front office has a plan. And I don't disagree with him. I. I I think it's fair to say I don't know if the plan, you know, I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze on the plan, but they're in desperate need for pitching right now. And I guess he's providing it. And if they're, I think we talked about it last episode, but they might as well throw him out there until his arm explodes because it's not going to fix itself, you know? So, right, so why not what else him, are they so supposed to do here? Then let him go 100%. At max effort? Yeah. Well, because I, I think they know that his first appearance this year, when he did go max effort, he had his arm injury. So yeah, or or is, or, or now is this max effort? They is, say is no, this, right? Is, is, I, yeah. I mean, weren't there quotes after the last game where where they said this was part of the plan? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So For him, <laughs> I, 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 I you know, I just I don't know. I, I I just don't know. But but if it is two innings. Of, of, of just this and it's two innings every five, six days. I, that, I, I don't think that's worth the roster spot. I, I really don't because that, that, that game is two innings of him. And then obviously you've got to fill, fill it with the bullpen for the next seven uh, of that game. I mean, Tim Hill pitches what 14 innings a week. <laughs> it, it seems like, so I, I don't know if, if a roster spot is worth that. I, I, I just, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, he's he's basically a designated opener now, right? I mean, that's yeah, pretty clear. I mean, maybe we'll be wrong. Maybe in a month he's maybe in a month he's back to ninety seven, and 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 this works out. Who who knows? But but for right now, it doesn't it doesn't look good it, it, with 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 his the, the, the topping out at ninety four ninety five and giving us two innings. I just I it does it doesn't seem like it's it's worth the spot, right? Yeah, so I, I I'm a little worried about it. Um, yeah, and, and he might and he might be saying no to surgery, and so this is all they can really do with him at this point. I, yeah, do you, we talked about it last episode too? But like, do you really think the team put in all? Let's say the team wanted him to get surgery. Do you think they they really put the do you, like like if AJ and the owners sit down with Lamette and they're like, look look guy, we've talked to the best surgeons in the world and there's a 2% chance that, that, uh, you know, just seeing if it'll fix itself will work, but you should probably get surgery. Do we really think the team went all out to make that play for it? And we're like, and Lament was like, no, I'm hundred percent not doing it. Like, I kind of think it was a collaborative thing to, to kind of come to that conclusion. And, and look, the ask, Lamette is an asset to the team as well. And I get it. Like they don't want to blow up their asset as well. Like they're trying to win a world series here. So maybe they've made the the cold calculating decision that some Lamette is better than no Lamette. And look, the windows kind of now, um, Manny's in his prime. Hosmer's kind of in his prime, not in his prime anymore, but He's going to get worse in his prime, you know, by the time Lamette would come back from a theoretical Tommy John surgery. Like, Will might be gone. Like, these are generally core players that we have that are not going to be around. Like, this is the year. So, in that in that regard, like, I, I kind of get why they would want to put all their chips on the table for this year and push Lamette out there and see what they can get out of him. And I don't 
I don't disagree with it. It's just at some point it's going to, the wheels are going to come off. Right. So if, so uh, let's say, let's say Clevenger didn't get hurt at the end of last year and he was completely healthy right now. And, but Lamette got hurt at the time that he did. Lamette probably would have already been under the knife, right? He probably would have been under the knife. Yeah, I think it's a couple days after the injury. I right? think it's a fair statement that the calculus would have been done on what the 2021 team would have looked like and whether they could win the World Series as is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very it's very possible. It, it, it's such a it, it's such a touchy. It, 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 it's a difficult road to go down, and, and especially because of, he's already had it. So I understand on his end also to lose that much time is just so difficult. And especially, and he hasn't gotten his big payday yet. He's he's early in arbitration and, you know, and he was so good last year. He was, he he was one of the best, one of the top three pitchers in probably baseball last year. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to, Oh yeah, it's, Oh, that really hurts. It's just, I'm not, it's just, look, when I watch him pitch, I don't see last year's lament at all. Nope. Not at all. Like not even a, a taste of it. I mean, I I, I guess we got it. We got a taste of it that first outing. I mean, he struck out the side in that first inning. Like we got a little taste of what old Lamette looked like. He was throwing the velocity. It's just been really jarring to see him throwing these like ninety two to ninety four, ninety five fastballs. It's been yeah hard yeah. to watch. He uh, he, le- he left a ninety four over the plate tonight. They got ripped red double or whatever, and it was just like, oh man. Is that the one that injured our beloved Will? No, I, I don't think it was. I think it was. A, there was another one. Yeah. That was. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, they uh, had yeah, hard contact was, uh, off him all night. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, when you're sitting ninety four or whatever, that's going to happen. I mean, look at Paddock. Yeah, which is funny because Paddock in the last inning was hitting ninety seven and all, and that that's a that's a game changer compared to when you're leaving ninety four over the plate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Oh uh, yeah, it's 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 just too bad because he was. Oh, he was spectacular last year. Oh, spectacular. So He's the yeah. number one on this on this rotation, I think. If we yeah, have, I mean, if we have twenty twenty Lamette, I I think he's the number one. Yeah, I mean, him and uh, I would put him and him and you as you know one A one B. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. I mean, for me, I'd have him one in the playoff series. If, if we're lining up our playoff rotations, I've got Lamette number. I've got twenty twenty Lamette number one. But can you imagine 2020 Lamette as your game one starter? And then you have you Darvish as your game two starter, right? That, that's, that's a two Oh lead right there. That's a two Oh lead. Yeah. And it's just, it's oh. just not there. And when you look at like you Snell, it's a, it's a lot different calculus and how you're looking at those, you know, at least, at least the Snell we have right now, like it's, it's not the same. No, no, it's not. So, I mean, like I said, like it's, I get it. Like just run him into the, I, I, everyone has decided it's okay to run him into the ground until his arm explodes. Uh, it's just, I was hoping, for, <laughs> but, but, but they're going to run him slowly into the ground, uh, slowly and put <laughs> 80% Lamette into the ground. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I don't right. And it makes me wonder, like, are we ever going to see that Lamette again? And honestly, I don't know. I don't know if we will. And it, that's kind of sad because 2020 Lamette was so fun to watch. Maybe 2023, that's what we'll see again. I think he's gone by then. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll have to look, but uh, who knows? But that's the other <laughs> thing. Like, the longer they, they this drip of Lamette goes, like, it, it, let's say we're all assuming his arm's going to explode at some point, and it seems like everyone thinks that's the case. Um, this slow drip of Lamette through the season to, like, keep him 
operable. Like it's really just pushing back the, the, the surgery until there is a chance that we're not going to see him again in a Padres uniform before he becomes a free agent. Right. Every single, every single pitch you're waiting for it to explode. And then, and then once, once it does explode, then, you know, it's 16 months. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, okay, the, the second that it happens, if it's on May 10th, then I don't know. It's his second. Maybe months. he needs longer. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe it's longer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty depressing. That was a depressing it, part of this podcast, Corey. <laughs> I'm sorry. You brought it up. Wasn't <sighs> I know we should talk more about how attractive Haas young kid is. <laughs> Let's, how let's dreamy he is he's so dreamy <laughs> oh and 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 by the way to have austin nola back oh that good looking brick are you kidding yeah. me Woo! this lineup is one attractive lineup we have a really hot baseball team <laughs> when, when, when you watch some of these other when, you, when we play like the i mean the dodgers are just dreadful looking top to bottom but when you look at some of these other, like Pittsburgh and like in Colorado tonight, some of these guys come up. It's like, oh my god, please no close-ups. Yeah, but I don't need team, to see Sensatella oh, close-up. You know, no, nobody needs to see that. Oh, but our team comes up. It's just like hot, pure sex up and down the lineup. <laughs> Except for Fam, but you know, outside of that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. LA and Man Crow doesn't really do it for me either. But but there's a lot of good-looking guys on that roster. <laughs> Look, it keeps me tuning in. Same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the bad part about, uh, by the way, Tatis not being, uh, like when Tatis was hurt before, at least he was in the dugout so we could at least look at him occasionally. Ugh, quarantine Tatis is not what I need right now. Terrible. Terrible. (laughs) It's like, can they put him on FaceTime or something and just stick him up in the corner of the screen, you know? Right. You know, that's a good idea. The telecast should just have like a big brother, like cam in the corner for what's going on at the, at the Tatis condo or wherever, wherever he is downtown. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I have uh, cause I, uh, Tingler was talking about that. He FaceTimed with him today or whatever. It's like, Oh, why can't we do that? Right. Like instead of terrible Padres POV, like we should just have Tatis big brother all the time. Yes, 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 yes. I, oh, that could be an in-game interview. I mean, the game was terrible. I, I mean, we were up eight to one or whatever. It was, you know, Don and Mudd are talking about Vegas or whatever the hell they're talking about. Just, just it's like, hey, can we FaceTime Fernando? He's not doing anything. He's supposed to be playing right now, so he's just probably sitting at home, you know, having difficulty breathing or whatever. But he still looks good. Yeah, this is actually what they should be doing. Or this is finally a good chance for for the uh, the Padres to provide. Uh, Fernando Tatis via Zoom for our beloved Ben and Woods show. 97.3, San Diego sports leader. Brought to you by the Primus Family Law Group. Like, this would be fine, I think. He's not doing anything else, so it's not like he's going to disrupt his practice. Like, why not give... Just have Tatis on for an hour. Like... Uh, I'll tell you what, you know what was great? Was when they had Snell on in the dugout. That was spectacular. And I don't know why they... Yeah, and they, they... I was... I don't, they kind of cut it kind of short. Like they didn't keep him on the full inning. I was going, leave him on for two innings. Who cares? Let him just sit there. Let him just sit there and talk throughout the game. It's fantastic. So, you know, I like to gloat about Partello not running marketing anymore, but like Partello would have never. So Partello was deathly afraid of players expressing themselves outside of the script, right? 
even you can I, I, agree yeah. with that, right? Snell does not, you know, Snell does not stick to the script at all. He he, he pisses on the script. Uh, I, I think Partello would have cut off Snell from any media availability at some, you know, after the first appearance. I, I think he would have cut him off from everything because there's no chance that I, he follows the do you, message. Do you think Snell would have went for that, though? I mean, if the team won't let him on, then yeah, I like... I, I don't know. What, what do you think the team reaction was to twitching? You know, having Twitch streams after the Aswahe oh. Myers incident. Do, do you think they sent out an urgent memo that they taped onto each locker? Oh, oh I'm sure they lost their shit over that. Like, you know, Partello did, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. He was stomping around the offices about it, right? And, oh, that would, but, oh. and you could see him. Uh, Snell wouldn't listen. It would just piss him off towards the, the team. But, like, you could I, imagine yeah. Partello being like, hey, we're we really discourage Twitch streaming around here. Um, we like to, we like to have everything authorized through the front office. So when you want to go on your Twitch stream, let's have me sit with you and we can, you know, we can have someone uh, operate the microphone for you. I will it, say the, this. He, like the, the Padres would have an intern basically being pig vomit from, uh, from, oh, yeah. From private parts, like with the button ready, to, ready to, you know, when he pig vomits in with the engineer, with, with the, I think Scott, yeah. the engineer, and he's like, "You better dump him." Like that's yeah. what Partello would be like with 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 the intern and Snell when Snell starts going off script. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll say this: the the Padres this year have been so much better about putting players and coaches uh, on on radio shows uh, than they were last year, the years previous. It, it's, it's been a complete 180. There, 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 there's play. And it's not just on Ben and Woods. It, it, it's across, it's across the board. I mean, they're putting them on, uh, on the flagship with Kintera, even though I think that's a complete waste of time and they shouldn't put anybody on his show. Uh, but they put them on with, you know, LO and, and, and junior, uh, they're putting them on 1360 um, they're, they're, we're, we're actually getting, it's not like, you know, a, a month or a month and a half between hearing from a player on, on a, on a local radio station. And there's variety and I, I, because I think yes. under Partello, they, they would key in on like three or four people that could be trusted on the mic yeah. and then repeatedly yes. issue the same people out to, to media availabilities. Yes. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and now, I mean, like you're, you're you'll hear uh, Trent Grisham, uh, you're getting, um, uh, you're getting Snell. Uh, there's, uh, Austin Nola was on, uh, recently with somebody, but they're, they're, they're spreading it out and they're, and they're putting guys out there and that's great. And they should be, they should be promoting their product and they have guys that have great personalities. Let, you know, let's, let's hear from them. Yeah. I mean, Snell's personality is great. I, I just think, you know, if this was 2020, I, I don't think Snell would be out there as much. And, and, and we can all see how Snell has, I think his honesty and, and the way that he's has no script is has endeared himself to to the fan base. Honestly, I, I, he's one of the most refreshing athletes I've ever seen interviewed, and not, and it, not just like on you know, it's every single interview, like every Zoom after the games, he's so honest and so straightforward, and he thinks about the he thinks about the uh, the, the the question before he answers. He tries to be as truthful as possible. He's funny and, and, and try and jabs a little bit with the, you know, with the writers and things like that. He's, 
it's 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 a just it's totally different to hear him because we have some guys that let's be honest who give the very canned answers right <laughs> but but he does not do that he just talks from the heart as to what and what's going on in his mind right then and there and that's it's wild it's, <laughs> it's what it's, it's what we've wanted for years yes yeah yep yes so you brought up Cantera. Let's close on this topic. John Cantera has been, uh, <laughs> it's been, uh, kind of a, a, what a lightning rod for controversy lately. Um, you've worked in the radio industry. Um, how much longer do you think we have to deal with coach Cantera? I think that well, why is coach Cantera here? I, I should ask you actually. Uh, I'll tell uh, intercom. It, it, well, oh, not intercom odyssey now. <laughs> odyssey. odyssey. <laughs> Are you pinning this on They're, Mike D? I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm pinning it on the fact that they are not giving them enough money to make the best station that they possibly can there, and and that's and that's why that's why Contreras on the air is cheap. He's cheap, yeah. And he he's, he has cheap. well a he has name recognition. B he's cheap. Like the combo is is worthwhile, right? Yeah, right. And, and and you know, like back in the day, Contreras. I I worked with I worked with him. You know, at, at 690, Quintero, when he did the post-game show for the Padres, and it was just like, hey, you know, Padres, Padres lose 6-5, to five, uh, blah, 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 you know, hey, let's open up the phones. And, and, then, and then people call and they rant and they rave and, oh, so-and-so sucks and fire, blah, 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 and, and this, that, and the other. That was fine. But for 12-3? to 3? Uh, and he's and, and still doing you know talk radio from 25 years ago 20 years ago which is it literally is hacksaw show that he does but not nearly as entertaining right uh, less charismatic it's, it's, yeah for 2021 no no that it, it that that doesn't work and it, it and it that station needs to get better it's a the the morning show is terrific and they get it and i'm not just saying that because I, I love ben and woods and all that but the results but are they, there i mean ratings wise no, the results okay, are there yeah. for them a hundred percent. Right. Exactly. And, and they, and they have the, they get, they, and they understand the interaction with listeners and with fans and things like that. And, and, and that is a big part of it these days. Whereas Kintera just, just thinks that people calling the same people calling in every day is a reflection of success for him. <laughs> yeah. Which is how Hacksaw <laughs> saw it as well. Like I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard a, a, a caller end a call and go, all right, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon or I'll talk to you next week. And it's like, yep, you sure will. Well, usually there's a long, <laughs> awkward silence because coach isn't yeah. sure what to do. And then he's like, well, glad to have you after like a four second silence and some slurping. I, I like to think they go, they go just on a rant about just, the, and they, and they go throw out like eight different things. It's like, wow, oh, awesome. Kim sucks. And Osmer's great. And uh, Snell needs to stop playing video games and concentrate on pitching, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of it, he's like, well, he made some great points. Like, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, they're terrible. Yeah. I, the, the thing was, I'll tell you the, when I say that it's his show is Hacksaw's show. It really is. It's the same framework. But the thing with Hacksaw was, Hacksaw would at least fight back. Hacksaw wasn't afraid to offend a listener. No, Hacksaw saw that Clash Clash is actually, like, entertaining. Yeah, right, and, and, and he loved it. And, and honestly, and that, that was good. And, and, if somebody, and if a caller calls your, your station and your show and says something completely fucking stupid, 
you should say, hey, no, that, no, that you're wrong on that. But, you made it. but instead, he, oh, well, he made some great points. He, he doesn't, he's scared to death to offend anybody. And which, just, which is ironic because in the process, he has offended everybody. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Tatis comments, like, you know, oh, if he's, if he's peeking, then you should be got to put one in his ribs the next time or throw up up near his head. And look, there's oh. plenty more like Manny comments through the years as well that, that we haven't oh. like highlighted. Like he's, he's just, oh yeah. Who is he appealing to? Like, are advertisers looking for people 70 to 95 is is that a key demographic that we're trying to win like i i just don't get it yeah it's the it's the when there's talent like eric leboob and and danny out there like i i don't understand what what we're doing out there pod pod hasn't put out a podcast in years but they'd be much better like i'm ready for for my my good pals rhino and yoshi out there it'd be great and like and it's like the the Padres are, are so good, and we're so excited about them. They're the only team in town that matters right now, and and, and, uh, and we just uh, we want more con we want more content. And if you were to put somebody there, twelve to three, that that was just even somewhat entertaining, it would be so it would be so much. But you can put. Elston, you could put Elston in there with 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 somebody, yeah. like a rotating co-host, and it would be great. Well, look, but, I, I, I think I've said this before, but like the Cilio years, right? Like Cilio was obviously a, is just a terrible human being, but right. The most offensive part of Cilio is that his show was boring. Like he was a morning show host shit. who had a boring show with boring guests and boring discussion. Um, it was boring. That was the worst part of it. If Cilio was offensive and provocative, but still provided an entertaining show, I I don't, I'm not sure we would have hated it quite as much. I mean, we probably would have hated him, but sometimes when you hate the host, you still want to listen. And that's Hacksaw. That was Hacksaw. People yeah. hated Axel. Right. But they but they but they fucking tuned in at three o'clock or four o'clock or whenever he, or four o'clock or whenever he came on. Yeah. Because they But the yeah, combo they, they were, of, yeah. of hateable and boring is is not something that people will tune in for. Massive failure. Right. Yeah. It's it's got it's gotta be entertaining and it's gotta be okay, hey, go what what is this guy gonna say today that's gonna piss me off? And that was Axel. Uh, yeah, like <sighs> What producers like? You know what people want to hear? So let's hear of some cathedral Catholic football talk. Like that's going to draw in everyone. Like it's just the worst show Mark, from producer. Mark Ziegler once a week. Yeah. Mark Ziegler once oh, yeah. a week. Let's bring on yeah. the person who's the most hated, quote unquote, journalist in in San Diego, and let's talk to him oh. about about high school football, especially Tory Pines and Cathedral Catholic, the least relevant and worst schools in the entire county. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's it, it's a bachelor, but uh, I mean, until they're they're going to spend some money. Uh, and another guy that would be great was a guest on with Ben and Woods, Cody Decker. <laughs> Cody Decker would be a, a great host for that. He's show. in the Odyssey family. Yeah, I, he'd be he'd be perfect. He knows the Padres obviously up and down. He'd be perfect. Yes, put he, him and his wife. Put him and Jen on. Yes, and perfect. he has the notoriety of being the having the lowest batting average in Major League history. Like, <laughs> there's some things to to talk about with that. But Cody Decker's the kind that, like, Marver will hate him and he'll bash him. But, but like, that clash is entertaining for the listener. <laughs> exactly. Like, we have some great Twitter wars between those two. Right. Like, I mean, that, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that, that would be spectacular. But but Cody Decker's not going to come here and do that show for nothing. 
Yeah, so he's not going to do it for $25,000 or whatever they're paying coach. Right. Like, and to be honest, you're, exactly. you're not going to get, I, I don't know if you'll get like Craig Elston. Like he's, he's a chief marketing officer, a successful chief marketing officer for a, a, a championship soccer team. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have, I don't know what, what Quintero makes. I, 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 I don't pretend to, to what. It can't be much, right? He doesn't but, even need but, the money. But, like he, his family owns a chain of not, bars yeah. and Encinitas. Like he inherited a ton, lives in, like it, he's not living in Solana beach off of radio money. Right. right. Like, and so it's just right. So, but these other guys, they're not going to, they're not going to go do that three hour show five days a week for that money. They're just, they're just not. Let me throw so this until out. If they, they, they pony it up, you know, look, the cheap option, the easy option is, you know, the trend is to put producers on, on the air. Right. Yeah. Would it be worse if they just stuck Scraby and Braden mid days? Would that be worse? Because it, because it, I always it, expect it, it, I always expect corporations like like Odyssey run by Mike D it's, it's, it's to go enough. for the it's cheapest, worst, cheapest, easiest option. They should be able to put option. somebody there that's good. Yeah, they, they should be able to put they should be able to put somebody there that's that's that's, that's entertaining. They 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 should. Is they it, have the money. They have the money, and and you know they must be doing great right now with with Padres and with Ben and Woods crushing. I. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, they've got to be able to improve it. How much could Eric and Danny even want for that? Come on, that's a great question. That is a great question. I would love for those guys to be in there. And they could just bring in a, a, a they could br- rotate people in there with them. They could bring in Rich and you and Maison and I. I mean, they they uh, would need the uh, best producer on earth though to be uh, ready with the dump and or bleep button for Danny. Uh, but yeah, but other than yeah. that, like, oh, it would be so much fun though. It'd be so much fun. It's something the community could rally around, like, you know. Right. Not Coach Cantera. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, was, he's obviously pissed everyone off at this point. Well, let's, oh, I was going to say, let's close on a positive note, because when we started the podcast, the Dodgers were losing 4-1, to one, but they just took the lead, so. Um, oh! Let's focus score. on the positive, uh, 6-4 to four Dodgers, uh, ninth, oh, top crap. of the ninth inning, but let's focus on the positive. Let's close the, let's out on a positive note. The team's 20-16. and 16. Uh, even with this Dodgers victory, they are a game ahead of the Dodgers. Um, even things like the run differential, it's really not that big anymore. And the Dodgers built up a big pad of run differential in the beginning of the season. But the team looks good. And honestly, it's, it'd be difficult to say that the Dodgers are better on paper than the Padres right now, even with the injuries. Um, I, I think... I think a lot of the alarm that I see a lot of times, and, and look, I've been cynical and, and negative in the past on, on the direction of the team, but I don't see that this year. I think that I think this is a chips-in season, and, and they should do whatever needs to be done to, to, to carry this through. I agree 100%. And I'll, I'll say this also. Uh, you know, it, it, it feels good. It, they got that win tonight, and tomorrow with the doubleheader, and those are little seven-inning games, to have the, the pitching matchups that we got, we have going tomorrow. We should, we should get two wins tomorrow. We should, we should get, we, we should get a U complete wins. game tomorrow. Yeah. We should, yeah, we should get it. We should get a three game sweep out of this and get, and get the hell out. Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of, uh, you know, what are these games? These games don't matter. Like maybe I, I think I heard it on, I did hear it on our beloved Ben and woods this morning, but it was like, you know, they're just being careful. Like these games are in may and you know, 
if it comes down to one game at the end of the season with the Dodgers, like then maybe they would have mattered. But look, the games matter. Like every game matters. These games matter just as much as a game in September. And it it feels really good to me after watching tonight that the team and the players without Tatis went for the throat. Manny just destroyed balls and <laughs> fam came through. Really like did. like this was this is exactly what they needed and this is exactly what they this is Tingler baseball, right? Well, and, we, and, we, and, we, and we and also the Rockies are bad, terrible, and we, sh- and we, and we should get fat on the Rockies, right? So, so when you have like they did, like they did with Texas in the in the Ranger series, when you play a bad team, get those easy wins, rack those up, get fat on those teams. Like that's why it was so disappointing when they that that series in Pittsburgh. You know, you gotta, you, you need to, you need to win those series every single day. You need to sweep those series or win those series. Yeah, the the bad teams, then, we we need to win those series for sure. And look, yeah, the Rockies yeah. aren't just bad; they're terrible. They have the worst record in the National League. Just awful. And, and the, uh, I don't know when we play them again next, but I, I but you know, they're gonna start selling off parts for I mean, sure. I mean, stories, stories, obviously gonna be gone. It's just a matter of when. So. As we're meeting, so let's get these wins right now, and then when we meet them again later on, and they're even weaker, we should be getting even fatter on them. They should be they should be worse when we see them next. Yeah, they're going to be sellers. Chalk up these wins, and they did that tonight. I think that you know, hopefully tomorrow we see the same. They should, yeah. We should, we should, we should see two wins tomorrow. Yeah. We really should. Yeah. So, well, Corey, it's been a delight. There's been no. COVID denialism tonight. There's been no uh, anti-masking, you know, with COVID being a hot, hot, hot issue for this team. So uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Yes. Every single time. Of course. And I can't wait to see you in person. Of course. Yeah. Maybe next week. Yes. With our large capital improvements in, in this, uh, in this. Uh, hold on. Oh, wait. No, that's the uh, applause button. That's for us. <laughs> I'm glad I invested in this equipment. <laughs> I don't even have Patreon money. I'm not don't have all that Discord money. Like this is a this is grassroots what we've got here. Like that that fucking John Gennaro just <laughs> swimming in dough. Ah, uh, fancy man taking vacations in Malibu. We don't have that around here. God no. Uh, I am gonna have to this take is, a this is the this is the blue collar yeah. one right here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm going to have to take a break in August. I got some business class tickets over to Europe. But, you know, besides that, you know, we're the Blue Cro- blue Collar podcast here. The Working Man podcast. The Lunch Pail podcast, right? Yeah, that's us. That's us. We're sitting on a beam on a high rise being built downtown, eating our sandwiches. That fucking Gennaro's on the beach in Malibu taking yeah. up his substack oh, crap. The yeah. big foreman God. in the oh. air-conditioned trailer. Oh, disgusting. Yeah, gross. It's not us. I'm glad that not we us. built this great brand. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> All right, Corey. Well, th- thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, of course, as a semi-regular host of the podcast, that would be expected. But uh, ah. yeah, I think it's been great. Go Padre. Go Padres. Sign Bartolo.
Oh, ha!